0: the shot. Happy Boxing Day! You're listening to Who Kicked the Corner Flag, a Premier League game show podcast coming to you from Kansas City, Missouri. I'm your host, James Rose, and this evening I'm with the chairman of the KC Spurs fan group, the man who can Christmas wrap a football in under six seconds and who loves to solo away in a manger. It's Jared Bustamente! You there, bud? I am here. Happy Boxing Day, sir. Happy Boxing Day, indeed. I still don't know what it is. Anyway. And from the <laughs> other side of the audio room, he's the chairman of the Arsenal KC fan group. He can decorate a Christmas tree with one hand, and who thinks Dick Van Dyke is a Crystal Palace defender? It's Boyce Richardson. You there, bud?
1: I am indeed. It's been a sad Boxing Day. Arsenal don't play Palace until Thursday. <laughs>
0: Sad, happy, depending on what fan you are of which team. Uh, right, before we begin, once again, I'm going to reveal the answer to this week's Twitter trivia question. Uh, this week, the question was, which current Premier League manager has had festivities ruined after his dad was sacked on Christmas Day? Any guesses, guys? Not no. all. At- no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> It was a a kind of a last gasp question kind of thing. But the answer is Jose Mourinho. He did this whole rant a few years ago about how managers are being sacked too quickly and how it affects the soccer world, harsh realities, blah, blah, blah. We might talk about him later on. Who knows? I guess we'll see what happens. But the answer was, in fact, Jose Mourinho. Uh, Right. We are back this week with the top four. The game where our contestants try to figure out which games with the most discussed jared starts us off this week and we are including all the fixtures from friday up until today as there have been a plethora of fixtures so jared uh your top four first guess if you please <clears throat> let's
2: see um if it's necessarily a match but i guess we could go with uh, harry kane's back-to-back hat tricks
0: I will give you the points there. Yep. Um, that was actually number one uh, this time around. Uh So that gets you the four points. Congratulations on that. Um, two things I suppose you can culminate into this. One is, of course, Harry Kane has now bro- broken, excuse me, uh, Premier League record for the most goals scored in a calendar year with 39, surpassing Alan Shearer, who originally had 36. Um, and the second part to that, of course, was their triumphant win today, 5-1 against Southampton um so jared we'll start with you is is harry kane officially a world-class player or is he still not quite there yet what do we think
2: i think by any uh metric you
0: use he absolutely
2: has to be in the conversation uh i think we spoke earlier in the year uh about you know these comparisons of you know is it ronaldo messi and kane And even I was like, it just sounds weird on the air. But any way you slice it, any way you you measure it, he has to be there. Mm. Uh, As a Spurs supporter, however, I will say that uh, it was a great bounce back after just that being demolished by City. Uh, So I think the only thing left uh, is a signature win, so to speak. Mm. So keep scoring goals, Harry, and let's score them against top four clubs. And keep on going. Uh, Again, if you look at the table, you got Burnley and Southampton, who are not not bad, not bad teams. You Mm. have Burnley, who not uh, I believe was uh, they hadn't conceded. They conceded one goal at home. Mm. Uh, up and, up until uh, National Spurs and Spurs could have easily had five or six without exaggeration that day so mm. if they're firing on all cylinders uh, then yes I think uh, Harry's absolutely in the conversation
0: mm-hmm. and um, I haven't asked this question to Boyce yet of Harry Kane I think Jared and I spoke about it a while ago but do you think Harry Kane is going to stick around at Spurs for the next few seasons or do you think these other big clubs are going to come in and uh, offer a tempting sum of money so to speak
1: You know, I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see Harry Kane stick around with Spurs for the next decade. I I think with the new stadium that's coming in, they're also sharing it with an NFL team, which means additional revenue on that end. But I think it all comes down to the player in the end. I just don't see Harry Kane as an individual who has harbored long-term desires to head to a club like Real Madrid or Barcelona. I think he has a level of comfort in North London that he just doesn't seem as though he would be able to replicate in Spain or any other foreign location, Spain or Germany. Although, obviously, I think the three teams that you'd be talking about here are Real Madrid, Barcelona, and maybe Bayern Munich. But again, I just don't I don't see Harry Kane leaving Spurs. And as an Arsenal fan, that's certainly frustrating. Mm. But, you know, when it comes to a discussion of world-class status, I think Jared's correct. I think he's definitely in the discussion. I think the thing that he lacks is the movement that players like Messi and Ronaldo have actually on the ball not off the ball Harry Kane's off the ball movement is excellent and his striking talent is obviously very very high I think if he could learn to take some people on on the ball and be a little bit better on the ball he might come closer to those players but obviously that's a level that no English player will probably ever reach
0: and then real quickly uh back to Jared on Southampton um from that game I mean being beaten by obviously five goals, uh, not great by any team. Um, but Southampton now perhaps looking down because they're without a win in seven. Are we uh, possible relegation candidates or is it a little too early to tell at this stage? Uh,
2: you know, it for every week that we say it's a little too early to tell, uh, it, it, it gets closer to tell. Um, is a race to the bottom? I mean. We'll probably talk about this later, but Swansea, good gracious. They're the ones that, that I'm, I'm worried about. Uh, Palace trying to right the ship, uh, as well as West Ham. I mean, just yeah, we're going to have to see what happens with Newcastle, West Brom, Swans, and Stoke. I mean, I just, I don't know. I think it is too early.
0: All right, boys, we are over to you. We have second, third, and fourth spot still to guess. So what
1: do you think? I'm going to go with the trials and tribulations of one Jose Mourinho, whether or not that be against Leicester City on the weekend or Burnley today.
0: You would be correct, sir. Yes, that is number two on the list. So uh, congratulations on that. That gets you the three points. Um, and you're right, Jose Mourinho is the topic of uh, discussion because uh, midweek he tied 2-2 two to two with Leicester and today he tied with Burnley 2-2. Two to two. Um so, Man United are now without a win in three, if you include the Carabao, Haribo, whatever cup. Um, yeah. Mourinho blamed his players last time round for childish mentality, but somehow praised them today. So, Boyce, is Mourinho losing his team here a little bit? Will they bounce back? Is he the man to really fix the problem, so to speak?
1: I honestly don't know. I don't think so. I think with the lineup they have and the players of the caliber that they have, that it is shocking that they are as low on points as they are. I think I predicted earlier in the season that they'd come down and join the rest of the group, two through seven, and it certainly appears as though they're on their way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a situation where Manchester United's Last two goals were scored by Jesse Lingard, a player on Saturday that had the opportunity to actually put that game out of reach and then managed to dink it off the post, having gone around Kasper Schmeichel. It's a situation where it's a new scorer every day, and I think that obviously speaks to talent, but there's no fluidity on that team at all. I think today was an act of desperation when he started both Ibrahimović and Lukaku at the same time. And if that team can't beat Burnley, it obviously speaks to defensive issues with defensive solidarity when... You give up two goals to Burnley in the first half, a team that can't really seem to score goals very well at all. Mm. And, you know, Lingard got them back in the second half, and they certainly had a larger percentage possession of the ball. But it wasn't out of anything other than pure unadulterated fear, I don't think. I think his lineup just doesn't work for that team. Jose Mourinho wants to sit and park the bus with a team that has a solid back four. And they have one of the best goalkeepers in the league and David De Gea. And if they didn't have him, I think they'd be even worse. But that back four just obviously isn't sufficient. And when you're hemorrhaging goals or giving up goals that you shouldn't be giving, and your offense can't seem to get solidity and score, you're always going to have issues. Mm. Started Bristol City, went into the Leicester match. You know, lest we forget in that Leicester match, they were also up a man and a goal and somehow yeah. managed to <laughs> let a man slide in back post and score a beautiful goal. But what is Chris Smalling doing there besides turning around and looking at David De Gea with sad puppy dog eyes? He's not doing anything. Yeah. He's ball-watching, and there's just too much of that on Manchester United right yeah. now.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. But, uh, Jared, on Burnley, because we haven't actually spoken much about them, um, they've only lost two of their last ten and have only conceded more than two goals against Spurs and Man City. So what are Burnley doing right this season? What is uh, is Sean Dyche doing to... To make things work there.
2: They actually are a little more pacey than I expected them to be. Um, I think they got away with a little bit of good luck, as I was saying earlier. I think Spurs definitely should have had uh, more than three. And you got the sense that it was just a matter of time. But... uh, Firmly, were countering very well. Uh, there were some nervy spots uh, with uh, Hugo Lloris, which is not something I'm used to saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, too, yeah, but but uh, that that has been a factor. Uh, Sean Dyche is probably the opposite of Jose Mourinho here. He is playing to his strengths, mm. and he is not you know, forcing a system that isn't working. And he's definitely game planning these uh, uh, these matches pretty well. I mean, that is a great result to bounce back. Uh, uh, with a three0 home loss uh, to draw United, um, mm-hmm. and it just it shocks me uh, that you know we've said this time and time and again that that united midfield, that is where Spurs ran all over Burnley. and the fact that Manchester United can't field the dominant midfield is confusing to me. All
0: uh, right, we are back to Jared. We have two spots left, third and fourth. So what do you think?
2: uh go with liverpool's five nil demolition of swansea
0: you would be correct that just gets you the single point and yes the swans have now had well this is actually a stat about swansea but they've now had six premier league bosses in the last two years um of course they sacked paul clement uh just a few days ago so jared the question to you based on this game and obviously their previous performances can the swans survive the drop
2: Uh, I, I don't, if this looks like it has been coming, uh, for a couple years now, I was reading earlier that this is their seventh consecutive, uh, uh, season in the premiership and they have just, they finished lower and lower each successive year. And eventually, I mean, if, if you're a Swan supporter, you just think, you know what, just get sent down and have the purging fire and then come back. Um, it, they are not, not trending well uh, in you know in losing you see the once they lost gofi Sigurdsson, just uh, the wheels mm. just kind of kind of fell off um, that uh, I don't know if a new manager is even gonna do it it just seems that they kind of need to rework what they're doing uh, yeah. I, I I I don't see them surviving the drop
1: mm.
0: yeah and even at this point you kind of think yeah there's this what games can they win based, especially on their performance today? And uh, of course, we they have Spurs uh, next, so uh, that could be an interesting, interesting game. Um, boy, so I'm going to swing it back to you for the last one. Uh, we still have third spot still to get. Um, can you guess it?
1: Well, since we're not going by category anymore, I would assume that the Arsenal-Liverpool match from Friday is number three.
0: You would be correct. sir. Yes, that gets you the two points. Congratulations on that. Arsenal versus Liverpool, final score was 3-3. Got to be honest, Arsenal looked kind of dead and buried when they scored that second goal. Uh, But they somehow managed to claw back with three goals in four minutes. Um, so, boys, were you able to breathe during that game?
1: <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, in the first half, it really looked like Arsenal had just given up. Mm. It was a strange, strange feeling to see the game just sort of fall apart. And I think the worst thing about the whole entire endeavor was what appears to be the ongoing demise of Laurent Koscielny, you know, formerly a uh, rock in that Arsenal back line. He just appears to have lost a step and to, lost a, to have lost a little bit of focus as well. Um, I think he was responsible in some ways for the first goal, but certainly almost responsible for about two or three more the rest of the day. You know, he played the defense on the second goal that Mosala scored in the second half, which we can talk about in a second, I thought was pretty subpar, but I forget when exactly he went to ground and the ball basically just bounced right by him. And Salah had a chance to score there as well. And if not for a Heroic effort from Peter check That ball goes into the back of the net. So it was hard to breathe.
0: Mm, yeah, it was certainly one of those. You could honestly didn't know which way it was going to go at the very end. I thought there might be some injustice in Oxley Chamberlain coming on and stealing the win for the for Liverpool. But on Liverpool, they have they've let three goals slide against uh, other teams before, obviously Seville in the uh, in the Champions League. So, but on today with Liverpool going back to that Swansea game, they managed to obviously comfortably win. So attacking seems fine defending seems less than fine what can Jurgen Klopp do this is a question for Jared by the way uh what can Jurgen Klopp do to this Liverpool team to get him a little bit more solidified all round
2: uh aside from just lacing him up uh <laughs> I uh <clears throat> uh seeing and that I should I should say I was rooting for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain storyline as well uh James <laughs> that would have been <laughs> yeah just just poetical.
1: You um, guys were one match off. He managed to score the fifth goal against Swansea today. So that little or little Pudlian girl will apparently know who Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is now.
0: <laughs> will do now, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I was kind of wondering if it was an issue of uh, kind of having a European campaign uh, going along as well. Uh, we've seen you know, uh, Spurs, I think, suffer from that. Uh, in uh, just having the personnel rotating through, but uh, you know, the more more look I at mean, it, just seems stuff like this seems to be a lack of focus. I mean, three goals in four minutes—that's don't switch off. Yeah, I mean, this is the prem—this is the premiership. Mm. That suggests a lack of focus, uh, more so than you know some uh, some kind of system that isn't working. Uh, you know, to take nothing away from Arsenal, uh, you know, they they are capable of scoring goals. Uh, so I'm. I'm not certain uh, uh, we'll we'll see what happens when when the goals aren't you know as uh, as easily flying uh, moving forward. I'm really looking forward to that Liverpool Spurs match
1: mm. Well, I will say when it when it comes to Liverpool and Spurs or just any team generally, it took Arsenal about three halves to figure out that the strategy to defeat Liverpool this year is to actually shoot the ball at Simone Mingnolet. It's amazing <laughs> how you actually shoot the ball at that guy. I mean, granted, Jaka had no right to score that goal in the second half. A halfway decent goalkeeper saves it. And if you guys remember, towards the end of the match, I think it was in like the 88th or 89th minute, somebody shot the ball, sort of a lofting shot towards the far post corner, and then Mille almost knocked the ball into his own net. <laughs> so I think as long as any Premier League team can actually manage to get some shots in against Liverpool and take the ball off of them, that Simone Vignolet is going to concede goals.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually need to get him off my Fantasy League team. He's still on there and he's costing me points. <laughs> Need to get on that. Uh, right, let's uh, let's move on then to our next game. We're going to play another round of Who Said That? The game where each contestant has to guess which manager spoke the words from a post-match conference. Uh, same thing again. Each person will get their own quotes to guess at, and an incorrect answer will pass it on to their opponent. Um, Boyce, you're going to be up first for this one. You need to be angry with yourself, not sad or insecure. We came back into the game and scored our third. The point is the minimum we deserve. I'll give you that one again one more time. You need to be angry with yourself, not sad or insecure. We came back into the game and scored our third. The point is the minimum we deserve.
1: I think that this is one of two people. It's either David Moyes or Eddie Howe, and I'm going to go with Eddie Howe.
0: Oh, Eddie Howe is incorrect. Jared, what do you think? Arson Wenger. Wenger. Ooh, Arsene Wenger is also incorrect. The answer is Jurgen Klopp, believe it or not. And that was a sneaky one because that was actually a quote from his game against Arsenal when they tied it 3-3. Three three. So he was saying the point is the minimum, they deserve to win it, so on and so forth. So tricky one, but uh, yes, it was in fact Jurgen Klopp. Uh, right, Jared. this next one is for you. We were a little bit unlucky because in the second half, we were close to going 1-2 but once we conceded the third, the game was gone. I'll give you that one again. We were a little bit unlucky because in the second half, we were close to going one to two, but once we conceded the third, the game was gone. Sean Dyche. Oh, Sean Dyche is incorrect. Boyce, what do you think?
1: Tony Pulis.
0: Tony Pulis is also incorrect. <laughs> is he still a Premier League man? I lose track uh, of him. Not... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Too late. Answer's registered. Uh, Mauricio Pellegrino was the correct answer. Again, he was talking about the Southampton game from today where they ended up losing five goals to one. Uh, <laughs> good times. Uh, Boyce, this next one's for you. We didn't lose our focus when we weren't winning. Now that we have won, I'm not the happiest man in the world. Interesting, that one. We didn't lose our focus when we weren't winning. And now that we have won... I'm not the happiest man in the world.
1: I feel as though this is somehow targeted to make me sad, but I believe the answer to this question is Mauricio Pochettino.
0: Oh, that is also incorrect. Jared, what do you think? These are Uh, tough this week. I'm not going to lie. These are tough ones. (laughs) Eddie Howe? Eddie Howe is also incorrect. Marco Silva, speaking of Watford, when they were going on that wicked winning run, Then kind of slumped, and he was talking about complacency and how he's still not comfortable despite the fact they won. Still not the happiest man in the world. Weird thing to say, but he did say it. Uh, Last one. Jared, this one's for you. We've got another point, another clean sheet, and we look forward to our injured and ill players coming back to start so we can get better. That one is really hard. We've got another point, another clean sheet, and we look forward to our injured and ill players coming back so that we can get better? Um, Sam Allardyce. Yes, yeah, Sam Allardyce is absolutely right. Woo! Got the there two points. Go. Yes, he was, of course, talking about Everton still being undefeated against or within his reign, although not necessarily winning the games. So, of course, he's saying that he's looking forward to his players who are injured and ill coming back so they can win 7 or 8-0. Anyway, let's swiftly yeah. move on to our final <laughs> game, we're going to play another round of player profile. Uh, same as before, I'm going to list five stats of a current Premier League player. Each one easier than the last. Uh, first person to shout in and correctly guess said player wins the two points. And you only get one guess though, so an incorrect shot does freeze you out. So, here we go then. Player number one is a Spurs player. A attacking midfielder. Once played Voice. for Bayer Leverkusen. Voice. Oh, yes, boys. The pause is Uh, killing me. (laughs) uh, Maybe there should be a penalty for shouting your name, but not actually having the answer when it's needed. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Erickson. That's incorrect. Jared, we are back to you for the last clue, um, or second last clue. Uh, South Korean international and last name is the same as the largest star in the sky (laughs) Byer Leverkusen gave it away Uh, Sung Hoong Min Yes, you are correct Gives you the two points, yes Um, The largest star didn't give it away I thought that was a great clue Uh, (laughs) Anyway uh, Next player is an Arsenal player Loves to play the drums in his spare time Was born in the Czechoslovakia used to play for Chelsea is boys. Oh yes boys Peter Check you are correct sir. yes Peter Check is the correct answer that gives you the points the last clue she if you are interested was drums. is what yeah yeah he does yeah, yeah he's a an right. avid drum player apparently <laughs> the last clue uh was he is the goalkeeper for the Gunners uh, anyway moving swiftly on number 3 is a German international Also played for Bayer Leverkusen once. Is an attacking midfielder. Plays for Manchester City. His last name rhymes with Mane. (laughs) Boys, yes, (laughs) boys. Sane, Sane is correct. (laughs) If it isn't the last clue that gets it, I don't know what is. Yes,
1: but.
2: the same people. That's not fair.
1: <laughs> it's true. I was momentarily confused as to whether or not there were actually two players, but Sorry, I'll take funny. the points.
0: <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, two left. This next one plays for West Ham. He is a defender. Has been bald since time began. <laughs> Scored in his fixture against Bournemouth this weekend. And his first name is James... Uh, who's Jared? Yes, Jared. Uh, me. You? <laughs> no. Oh, you? sorry. Boyce. <laughs> uh, you, you as uh, you, the person. <laughs> no, it's not me. Yes, Jared uh,
2: Boosom, is that the answer?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boyce, what do you think? <laughs> I think it's James Collins. James Collins would be absolutely correct. Yes, that gives the points. And we have one more. He is a midfielder, once played for Man United, then transferred to Everton.
1: Boys! Yes, boyce. Wayne Rooney. Uh
0: is incorrect! No, that's oh, not no. the right oh. answer. Two more clues. Uh now plays for Watford. And his first name is Tom. Uh Tom Cleverly. Tom Cleverly. It's correct. That was a mean one, I admit. I thought that was clever. Boyce <laughs> fell into the bear trap that was. But yes, the actual answer is Tom cleverly. And would you believe it? We actually have a tie. For the first time in our podcast history, both Jared and Boyce have come away with 11 points. I have a little pocket of questions. These are all soccer related. I never mo- thought this moment would come until now. It's like a you giant... have to consult the. chair. Yeah, like the giant tiebreaker that is. Um, <laughs> now I just have to find the perfect question. Who
1: scored the most goals within a single Chinese year <laughs> using Ashville calendar? I,
0: I mean, I don't know. You could say anything and you could be right. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> I, have, I have no idea, but we're using, you know.
0: We're going with intuition. All right, here we go. Let's try this one. Um, who in 1980 won the FA Cup from outside the top division. And so what I'll do here is I'll give you each a turn to list a Premier League team um, until we get it, because they are current Premier League teams. So, uh, Boyce, you can go first. Who in 1980 won the FA Cup from outside the top division? What do you think? Newcastle. Ooh, incorrect.
1: To Jared. Uh, Palace. Incorrect. Back to Boyce. West Ham.
0: West Ham is absolutely correct. Got it on the third try. I- Boyce takes the points this week. Oh, that must be a satisfying feeling.
1: Who did uh who did West Ham play in that, since I have no idea who was actually on that West Ham squad.
0: Um, would you believe it? It was Arsenal. <laughs> 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 they beat Arsenal. I don't know what the score is, I just have who in nineteen eighty I have obviously the question, um, but yeah, in brackets, they beat Arsenal as if it's rubbing it in. Um but anyway, there is there that, it is. That's
1: Throw some salt in the wound despite the victory. And the fact that you
0: asked makes, it too. makes
2: it marginally better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, joy. But yes, that is all we have time for today. Uh, big thanks once again to Jared Bustamante and Boyce Richardson. Be sure to check out our website, whokickthecornerflag.wordpress.com, and our ever growing Twitter page at kickcornerflag for football analysis, punditry, and random GIFs or GIFs, whatever you call them. Uh, any final words, Jared? happy boxing day sir happy boxing day and boys
1: i absolutely cannot wait to talk about how arsenal contrived to lose crystal palace this weekend should be be, should be a good episode indeed
0: uh thanks for listening guys take it easy have a good week and bye bye